Thanks, Bruce. Part of the reason that I was pumped on Friday was that I only realised on Thursday that I was preaching because I've been on annual leave, but hey, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. I was joking hearing you talk. I was laughing hearing you talk about serving there, Bruce. I was surprised you got to three months. I think your wife left me go at three weeks. She got me serving when I joined this church, and um, serving is definitely great. How are you, church? Are you good? The stage people are just organising some props for me. Don't stress. This is not a future of Hayden. Uh, my policy is that the, star, the only stars I sleep under are five stars. Um, so some people got that. Good job. It's great. Awesome. This month, our series is on wineskins. Why don't we pray? Father God, we thank you. And we get to come here and uh, worship you, Father God. But I thank you for this word that is about to be shared, Father God. I thank you that it will pierce the heart of every single person that's listened uh, to it. If any of it me, Father, and not of you, just let it fall uh, to the wayside, Father God. I thank you for these people that are here. Bless them abundantly, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's uh, turn our Bibles to Luke uh, chapter 5 and verse 37. Luke 5 and verse 37 says, And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, for the new wine would burst the wineskins, spilling the wine and ruining the skins. New wine must be stored in the new wineskins. Quite simple, and um, we learned a lot this morning about wineskins, that they're made out of goat skin and all that sort of thing. If you were not here this morning, jump on our YouTube channel, download the podcast during the week. I think that the best sermons I've heard um, all year. Um, Foe brought an amazing word this morning. It was definitely a new wine that was poured out over his life. And so I really encourage you uh, to listen to that again. Even if you were here this morning, I'm going to listen to it again because we were on the front row just going, did he just say that? Oh my gosh, that was amazing. Um, so we're definitely going to be listening to it again. But, you know, we learn a lot about wineskins, but when they're preparing wineskins and getting them ready, there's things that we need to do. There's chores that need to be done. I mentioned this morning that I think that new wineskins uh, require, um, when we look at them physically, there's things to do, but there's things that we need to do in ourselves as well when we speak about new wineskins over our life, that we need a new thinking. And not just an openness to anything. I'm not saying just let it all go and just let whatever comes in come in. I'm saying let's think about the right things and let's focus on the right things in our life and let's actually be open to the right things. I think also that new wineskins require new direction. Are you going where you want to go? Your steps that you take now decide where you're going to end up in your future. If a compass is off by only a couple of degrees, you will end up sometimes hundreds of kilometres away from where you actually want it to be. So make sure that your steps are going in the right direction, that they're actually taking you where you want to go. New wineskins require new structure. Could this be better? Could this be improved? There's questions you get to ask yourself. It's also a new outlook that I think that new wineskins need. What are you focusing on? What is your focus? You know, we hear stories and, um, you know, when you have a new person that comes to your workplace and for the first three months, they are amazing. You are like, boss, you have secured the right person. This is just what our organisation needs. We're so excited about this. Literally, it's normally about three months later, you're back in the boss's office going, can you please fire them? Like, how the heck did you let this one through? Like, this is so bad. Because you're actually starting to focus on the things that annoy you. And you're starting to focus on the weaknesses that have actually always been there. 
So focus on the right things. It's the same with a marriage. You know, I've had the pleasure of sitting with some people when they do pre-marriage counselling and I'm doing a wedding on Friday, which is going to be really exciting. And you sit there and you listen to them and they talk about, oh, it's amazing. I just, I love him. He does this, he does that. I just love how laid back he is and how relaxed he is and he's so chilled out. And three years later, they're like, will he get off the couch and do something? He's too laid back. What are you focusing on? New wineskins require a new focus um, in your life. You cannot keep doing the same things and expecting a different result. We all know that is the definition of insanity. We've got to change our focus. We've got to change the way that we do things with new structure, new outlook, and a new thinking. Isaiah 54 and verse 2. Let's keep in the Bible because that's a good place to go. If you didn't bring your Bibles, the scriptures are up on the screen. If you have a, a smartphone, feel free to download a great app. Bible Gateway is a really good one um, that's out there. Not Bible Gateway, sorry. The uh, Bible, at the new Bible is really great. It's free um, and you can just have that on your phone at any time. There's a, also a function on there, which I love, where you can actually get verse of the day as a push notification to you. And so you know those times when you're mindlessly standing in a queue and you could go to social media? You can actually go to your Bible app and read the Bible. And actually change your thinking and focus on the right things. But anyway, I'll just leave that to you to get convicted. (laughs) Hey, I'm preaching to myself here. Isaiah 54 and verse 2 says, Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the left and to the right. And your descendants will inherit the nations and make desolate cities inhabited. Tents are about structure. And, but I want to, when we talk about them tonight, I want us to think about our bodies and in line with, with tents and new wineskins. I kind of want to link them together. And obviously we see there's a tent on stage. Um, yep, great, two-man tent, Kmart, $12, bargain. I didn't know that was so cheap. Putting it together, I kind of realised why, but that's a whole other story. But when you think about the Bible, not that I've ever done it before, uh, when we think about uh, tents that were in the Bible, these things were massive, they were very unlike this one. They're actually made of goat hair, which I thought was quite interesting considering that wineskins are made of goat skin. Um, so, you know, they were quite economical. They used the hair uh, to make the sides of the tent. They had separate flaps, um, could, which could be open at the side, but they actually housed entire families. Um, and we're not just talking about parents and the kids, but actually multiple generations used to live in a tent. Uh, They had multiple rooms, they had like reception rooms and they had separate rooms for male and females of course because there's always got to be room for the Holy Spirit. Um, They had very little furniture um, and sometimes in the middle of these uh, tent cities um, they would kind of make a space where the animals were in the middle. They were quite simple in design, things that I've been reading this week, so they could be packed up and moved quickly as required. I thought this was quite interesting and don't stone me, I'm just reporting history, mainly moved by the women of the tribe or the wives of the tribal leader. But he had multiple, so he can't have been that smart. But anyway, um, one wife is enough. So these were the tents that they had in those days. So when he's talking about lengthening and strengthening and broadening, we're not talking about just kind of moving some pegs around and kind of taking over two campsites. We're talking about moving them over a great distance and actually expanding, getting ready for what is going to come. Enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes, for you shall expand to the left and to the right, your descendants will inherit the nations and will make desolate cities inhabited. Enlarge, expand, lengthen, and strengthen. We've got to be generational. 
for now, but also for the generations to come. We've got to invest in young people. A lot of you would know about the work that this church does with partnering with Red Frogs, um, with what it's doing in um, with looking after the next generation, um, with universities and music festivals and, and sports and things like that. And obviously, uh, Leavers Week is coming up and Considering that I'm the state coordinator for Red Frogs in WA, I thought I'd just chuck a promo video in here um, so that you too can be a part of impacting a generation where you can actually build a fence at the top of the cliff so they don't need the ambulance at the bottom. Let's show this promo clip for Leavers 2018 in the southwest. Frogs.com.au is where you can go to find out information. But, you know, we're not just looking for party people. Uh, we're looking for people to, to help with all facets and all sorts of roles. We've got people that uh, sit in a call centre. Uh, last year, that call centre nationwide received 9,875 phone calls. That is 9,875 young people that when they were at the biggest binge drinking, drinking sorry, the biggest drink binge, binge drinking festival in Australia... When they were in trouble, they rang the church for help. Do not believe when media tells you the church is irrelevant. Do not believe when media says that the church is outdated. The church is actually where it's at. Red Frogs is the largest uh, support network for youth during Leavers Week Australia-wide. We are the largest support network for university students in Australia. The church in action. And so you can be a part of that as well, redfrogs.com.au, and we would love to have you as part of our call centre or on the ground, flipping pancakes, holding back young people's hair while they vomit. It is a privilege, my friends. I do it because I want to invest in the next generation. I'm building and watering trees that I will never sit under the shade of because these lives matter. These lives matter. These young people will go on and be great young people in this country that are going to make great decisions, and I want to influence them now so that when they get there, they actually have a relationship with God. They know who their Holy Spirit is. They know why they're created, and they can go and live the lives that they're predestined to do. Why don't you come with us in November? Amen? Great. It's about 20 applications coming. Love it. Joel 2 and verse 28 says this. Joel 2 verse 28, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also my men servants and my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I want to focus on uh, that one phrase, I will pour out my spirit just for a second. I really think that that, that that phrase really shows us four personalities of God. I is the sovereignty of God. You know, where there's no clarity, there's sovereignty. God is going to have his way no matter what. 
I will is the determination of God. He's going to come after you no matter what. No matter how you've turned your back on him, no matter what's happened in your life, he is going to protect you. He's going to hold you in the palm of his hand. He's going to pour out because he's a generous God. He's a loving God. He's not someone that's going to hold back over you. He's not someone that's going to restrict you. He's going to be generous and pour out and his spirit over you. That's who God is. He wants to pour out who he is in your life so you can continue walking that every single day. Sons and daughters showing that he doesn't discriminate. Again, it's about the next generation. Sons and daughters, they think freely. They're excited about the future. Young people are excited about what could be because no one's ever told them that they can't. What I love about young people right now is that because we've been so politically correct and we want everyone to have a ribbon because they ran a race, is that this generation doesn't believe they can't do anything. No one's ever told them that they can't. And so when they stand in uh, university lectures and I stand in, in car parks and I flip pancakes and young people tell me that they're going to find a cure to cancer, they will. When young people tell me that they want to end world poverty, we kind of think that it's a cliche from a, a pageant. These young people actually believe that they can because no one's ever told them that they can't. What an amazing opportunity where you get to come alongside them. That's why he spoke to sons and daughters because it's about the next generation. He's going to prophesy everyone can have God speak to them. It's available now. You don't have to be a prophet and say, oh, I'm one of the fivefold ministry. What's yours? Well, I'm a... No, no. God can speak to you right where you are. God can speak to you about your life. He can speak to you about the lives of the people in your workplace, the lives of the people in your community, in your family. You too can prophesy. God says that he will give old men dreams to dream because they've got wisdom. They've got experience. They've seen lots of things before. But they can come and they can bring strength and they can bring health and they can actually speak because I think that they get to dream because their work on earth is almost done. And they're not afraid because they know where they're going to go, but they're going to dream because they've got this freedom. They've no longer got the the weight of, of a job and of micromanaging their family and everything that's going on. So they've got this space in their mind where they get to dream these dreams. You know, young people are going to have visions because they don't know any better. So they're going to pray dangerous prayers. You know what a dangerous prayer is? It's that prayer that you pray and then you cover your mouth because you can't believe you just prayed it. It's when you stand there and you go, God, use me. God, send me anywhere I will go. What the heck did I just say? It's those dangerous prayers, those prayers that you pray and they're coming out of your mouth and you're kind of wanting to catch them and bring them back because you know that God is listening to those dangerous prayers. That's why we need to have young people praying. Old men want to dream dreams and they want to have the young people coming along that have faith And so the church can be all that it can be. Hang out with both generations. Get around young people. Get around Thor and Marty. Get around the youth. Find out what they're excited about. But then get around wisdom. Get around people that can bring structure, that can actually bring peace and can bring clarity to those spaces as well. That's why church is what it is. That's why church is a family. Families are made up of cross generations because we need everyone to be able to win this city for God. Joel 2 talks about pouring out his spirit in all flesh. And obviously we see it again in Acts chapter 2. To receive the new spirit that's poured out, we need to prepare the new wineskins. We need to have the structure and we need to have the space. Now, remember I was talking before about our bodies and our mind. Physically, we can't make more room, but we can make space. What is filling your tent? What is taking up space in your tent that you need to get rid of? Because remember, we've got to lengthen and we've got to strengthen. We've got to make space for new wine. We've got to make space for what God's going to pour out. So sometimes we've got to get in our tent. And we've got to get rid of things like people's opinions. 
because they don't matter. Everyone has got an opinion. They're like armpits. Most of them stink. They're going to share them. Doesn't mean you have to listen to them. Doesn't mean you have to take them on board. Get rid of pop culture. Who cares what everyone else is doing? Live your life. Do what God's told you to do. Don't follow the crowd. You're an individual. God created you to be who he wanted you to be. Live that out every single day. What's this one? I can't take my notes. (laughs) (laughs) Who cares? No, let's care. Get rid of those negative thoughts. Get rid of those people that are saying stuff and saying that you can't do stuff. That year three teacher, she was wrong, okay? Move on. Get healing. It's going to be okay. Those person that's hurt you, you know what? Hurt people hurt people. Get rid of them. You don't have to worry about it. Now, I understand that there's stories. I understand that some people have a tragic past and things have happened to you, and I'm truly sorry. But my prayer is that you get healing from that. There is a sovereign God that actually wants to see you set free from that and actually wants to see you live that great life. But get it out of your tent. You don't need it in here. You've got to make space for those things that God wants to pour out because he wants to pour out his spirit on all flesh. Get rid of the media, what the media is telling you. It's rubbish, mindless information. You don't need to keep it. This is what we need, though. This is what we want to fill our tents with. We want to fill our tents with fresh mindsets. Forgive people. You know, 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from unrighteousness. Show people the same grace that we've been shown. Do not let people live rent-free in your head. Unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping the other person will die. It actually does nothing to them. It's all about you. And it's all about your response. Forgive them. Find a place. Find a way to forgive them. There's people that can help you do that. But have forgiveness. We want to have fresh insight. We want to see people as God sees them. Luke 6, 37 says, Judge not, and you will not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. You can look at people... But you don't know their story. You don't know what's going on. Focus on what God told you to do. When you get to heaven, when I get to heaven one day, he's not going to ask me about Maria's walk and why Maria did that and why Maria responded like that and why she held that grudge and why she said that. He's going to ask me about me and what I did and how I responded to that person and what I did for that sick person. Focus on your walk. Focus on your journey. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Are they doing it wrong? Maybe. But you're not going to get judged for that. They are. Let God deal with them. Get it out of your mind. You don't have to worry about it. It's taking up space that you don't need to be in there. Follow what God told you to do. If God told you to do it, you do that. We want to have a fresh response. Lean in. Have a yes mentality. Now, I'm not talking about being a yes man. That's all whatever. But respond. Have a, have a, ha, have a posture of yes. Have a posture that, you know what? I'm, yes, I'm going to do that. Now, I'm standing here tonight because I said yes. People say, no, I had someone this week say to me, oh, Hayden, you know, 
like you've been doing this for, I've been doing, I'm about to go leave this for, 18, for the 18th time, okay? That's a long time. But I just said yes. In 2001, when Chantel Now Last Plus was leading Red Frogs then, and, you know, we'd never seen a Red Frog in our life. We didn't even know what it was. We just got told, you just go knock on doors and hand out Red Frogs and look after schoolies. And we're like, are you serious? How does that even happen? And I just went, yeah, right, I'll come down. Six years later, Pastor Jeff rings, rings me, hey, we need someone to lead Red Frogs. I just said yes. A few years after that, about three years after, two or three years after that, Pastor Jeff said to me, we want you to come on staff. I just said yes. Hey, we want you to preach. I just said yes. You know, sometimes Bruce knows this. We walk into the pre-service meetings and Pastor Jeff will go, okay, you're hosting today. By the way, there's communion and offering. We find out like half an hour before the service. You just say yes. You just have a posture of yes. If you can help someone, you should. That's what being in a community is about. That's what being in a family is all about. But I know that my yes, has it cost me things? Yeah, it has. It has been a cost. But I wouldn't have it any other way. We would not change anything. I'm home at the moment for five weeks until I go to Levers. This is the longest that I've been home in a block since March. I've got an 18-month-old son, a a four-and-a-half-year-old daughter. I've got an amazing wife, an amazing wife. I could not do this without her. But we said yes. And we said, no, this is the call of God that's on our life. But have a posture of yes. We have been blessed abundantly. You know, you hear jokes about staff at churches and how they get paid and things like that. And I just kind of go, really? I'm blessed. We bought a house. Like, we drive fairly new cars. I'm blessed. God is good to us. But we've had a posture of yes. Have a posture of yes in your life as well. God will bless you abundantly. God will protect you. I, we believe that God has protected our family. I'm pretty much being FIFO. Well, let's be honest. Without the FIFO wage, but, you know, still blessed. <laughs> but God will honour your yes. God will bless your yes. God will protect your yes. And you will see things that you never thought you'd see. The opportunities that I've had this year have been amazing. I, I sit down and people go, tell me about this. And I'm like, I don't know how to describe it. I don't know how to describe what's happened. But I just said yes. I just kept walking. I just went, no, this is where I want to go. And I just put one step in front of the other. And I made sure that my focus was on the right space. We want to have a fresh dependence on the promise of God. Hebrews 13 verse 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Trust in that. Maybe someone's let you down. Yeah, but was it God? Maybe someone said something that they'd do, something they didn't, but was it God? Trust in God. Trust God is the same. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I believe we need a fresh dependence on the word of God. You know, it's not just about going, oh, I've got this big decision to make, I need to pray, or I should read my Bible because I've got this thing coming up. No, no, every day, every day in the small and personal areas of our life, we need to depend on the Word of God. 
we need to know what it says so that when trials come, when tribulation comes, that scripture comes to mind because we know what it is because we've read it, we've studied it, we know the word of God. It's not just a prompting that we feel that we need to do. We want to build a great life every single day. That's why I mentioned about the Bible app. It's so helpful. It's so good. You just have it there, right there when you need it. We need a fresh renewal of the mind. Romans 12 verse 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good, acceptable and perfect will of God. We need God, though. We need God to renew our mind. We're all going to come up with challenges. We're all going to come up with things that, that aren't what God wants us to have in our life. You know, 2015, July, I was sitting in a meeting with someone and they asked me if I was okay. It sounds like a fairly cliche question these days and I kind of looked at them and I went, I don't think I am. And I thought about the months in the leading up to that and hadn't been sleeping properly and was anxious about things, was bordering on panic attacks. I'd been to my doctor who'd kind of prescribed me some medication, but I wasn't super pumped about taking it because I wasn't that guy. I was the Red Frogs guy. I don't need that. And so we worked through some things and I went and saw a psychologist and I took the medication and this is a very brief story. I'd love to share it with you if you'd like me to one day. But what had happened was that I had a foundation. I knew what the Bible said, but I'd let the weeds that grew through the cracks take hold. And so I started to believe the lies. I started to believe that I was inadequate. I started to believe that I couldn't do it. I started to believe that I couldn't do what God had called me to do. And the things that I used to find really easy, I found really hard because I let the weeds take hold. Renew your mind, folks. It takes time, but you can do it. God wants the best for you. God wants your life for you. And like I'm standing here now and, you know, two and a bit years later and 25 kilos lighter. I'm not on the medication anymore. I don't see a psychologist anymore. It took time, but God wants to heal you. God wants to see your mind renewed in every single area. We're going to have some time at the end where we're going to pray for people. And if you'd like prayer for that, then we'd love to pray for you. I'm not saying go home and flush the tablets down the toilet that hear me. It's a journey. But God can bring deliverance to you. God can renew your mind. And you can see the promises of God outlived in your life every single day. But we need God. Joel 2 verse 32 says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You know, God always intended to make this universal offer of salvation through the death and resurrection of his son that we read later on in the Bible. And, you know, the outpouring of his spirit, I believe, that he's talking about here is the offer of salvation to every person on earth. No one is excluded. You know, if you want to go to heaven, you can. you just got to call on the name of Jesus. How do you do that? Well, the Bible makes it really clear and really easy. It says, believe in God, as it's revealed in the Bible. Believe in his son and believe that Jesus died for you and forgave your sins and rose from the dead. 
John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Trust in the Lord God, your Saviour. Renew your mind. If you're not a Christian or you're not a Christian yet or you don't know what that means, I'm going to take some time in just a moment to talk to you about that, but make space. Make space in your mind. Make space in your life so that when God speaks to you, when God brings those dreams, when God brings those prophetic words to you, you've actually got room that you can actually respond, that your life isn't so cluttered up and so full of all these other things that you can't even get inside the tent that you're meant to lengthen, that you can't even get inside the tent that you're meant to strengthen because it's so full of all this other stuff that you actually don't need. So get rid of it all. Chuck the pillows out. Chuck the opinions out. Chuck the unforgiveness out. You don't need it. Who cares who sung a song in 1985 that was a hit? It doesn't matter. It's only going to win you one quiz night you're probably never going to go to. Forget about it. Make space in your mind about who God is in your life and through your life. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for who you are in our life, God. We thank you for the spirit that you're pouring out on all flesh. Father God, we thank you for every single person that's here. Father God, while every head is bowed and every eye is closed. If you have never said a prayer that, that says those things that I talked about where you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that you believe that he rose from the dead and you can be saved, then I'd love to lead you in that prayer right now. It's quite simple. It's not, it's not anything magical. It's me introducing you to my friend Jesus. If you'd like to do that, then I would love to have the, the privilege of leading you in that prayer, but I just need you to slip up your hand and just show me who you are so that I know who I'm praying with and so that I can lead you in that prayer and actually introduce you to Jesus. Thanks, mate. Thank you. I see that hand as well. Is there anyone else that wants to join these people and actually give their life to God and actually see God come through and actually start to pour out their spirit, His Spirit over their life and actually see God at work in every single area of your life. You know, Christianity is not a crutch. Christianity just isn't for the down and outs, for the people that are, are in the gutter. Christianity is for everyone. Christianity is a life that you get to live where God comes alongside you and walks with you every single day. Does anyone want to join those two people now while we pray? Then let's repeat this prayer after me. Christians, why don't you say this as well and let's encourage them to. Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that He died for my sins and He rose again. And I believe that I'm forgiven. Come and live in my life. Come and take over my life. I believe that I'm a Christian. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to pray for those those people, Father God, thank you for their lives thus far, God, but we're so excited about their future. Continue to bless them, Father God, protect them, pour your spirit over them. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Let's give those guys a round of applause. That's awesome. So good. So good. If you didn't lift your hand, that's totally fine. We've got an information counter at the back of the, of the auditorium where you can get 
some uh, literature and some information, or uh, you can send an SMS. Uh, it's up on the screen here, 0488-826-392. If you just text the word yes to that number, then uh, kind of puts it into our system where we'll send you a text message every single day for 30 days. Um, and that text message will be a scripture and a prayer. Um, and it is awesome. Um, and so for 30 days, you can almost have discipleship. Like I talked about your phone before, every morning at 7 a.m., you can get a text message uh, from us that kind of walks you through uh, the first few days, first few weeks of being a Christian. And, and uh, it gives you an opportunity to continue and learn about prayer and learn about the Bible and learn about who Jesus is. And, and so you can take advantage of that. That's, that's for anyone. I did it because I just wanted to see what was happening and it was great. Um, 0488 Those people that put up your hand, uh, one of our team will come unto you after the service and uh, sit with you. They'll probably just want to get some information from you because we want to make sure that uh, you've got someone that you can call um, and someone that you can talk to as well. And so let's give those guys another massive round of applause. That's awesome. But church, you know, we've got a couple of minutes. So I said to the guys before, I might actually take up my whole time, but I got too excited and I think I spoke too fast. So sorry about that. Um, but why don't we take some time and why don't we ask God uh, to show us some of those things that we need to get rid of, some of those things that we need to create space with um, and actually start now preparing our wineskins for the spirit that God's going to pour out. Uh, Church, why don't we stand uh, together? The team are going to lead us. um, And you're welcome to stay in your seats and um, just worship God there. If you'd like to come out the front, um, then we'd love to make some room for you down here as well. We'd love to to pray with you uh, if you'd like that as well. And we can actually uh, start to see some of those things uh, be broken um, off your life where restoration needs to come and where healing needs to come. But why don't we worship uh, together? Thanks, Maria.